Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new Smart Firefighting mini-series created during the Phase 5 of the First Challenge, hosted at the Muscatatuck Urban Training Center. The First Challenge focus is to produce marketable prototypes that demonstrate indoor localization tracking of first responders within one meter accuracy without any pre-deployed infrastructure. Many of you heard stories from Phase 4, and here in Phase 5, the challenges were increased by including multiple responders, longer durations, and longer distances. In these conversations, you will hear from many of the entrepreneurs, first responders, and team members involved that address these challenges and opportunities of X, Y, and Z axis tracking from multiple perspectives around scalability, usability, affordability, and more. This challenge is administered by the Indiana University Crisis Technology Innovation Lab and funded by the NIST Public Safety Communication Research PSCR Division. Also, consider putting the NIST 5x5 conference on your calendar, located in Chicago, June 25th to 27th, 2024. Enjoy this deep dive into first responder tracking technology, and please reach out with your thoughts. All right, this is the first of our Phase 5 miniseries, standing in Miskatatuck alongside Lieutenant Brian Bailey with Columbus FD. Brian, how you doing? What's up, man? Just hanging out outside the prison. And oh yeah, and there's there's operations going on next to us. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful day. So what uh, what have you been doing here? Your time here in Miskatatuck so far? Uh, we're just trying out some new tech, tracking stuff. It's really neat to see all these people like working, and we're just doing our thing and. And they're on computers, and we're just lifting heavy stuff. And yeah. you're you know, doing what first responders we're, we're breaking do. rocks yeah. while, they're, while they're doing all the smart stuff behind us. But it's really cool. So when they asked you, saying, "Hey, Brian, you want to come out and, and sort of help test this technology?" Like, what was your what was your thoughts on the tech and the opportunity? Uh, honestly, I, I just never turn anything down. I always kind of got like a yes mentality. Any opportunity that comes along for the department, I like to do it. And turns out it's pretty cool. Mm. So what do you what's what's been your thoughts? I mean, there's six teams here. They all have a many different way, special sauce of how they're approaching this indoor localization challenge. You know, what have your and what's your initial thoughts of how you've seen the, the tech from what you've seen for the tech so far? So it looks like they've really done their homework. I mean, there's been everything from a belt attached device to helmet attached device. One went on the calf, one wore on the outside of the SCBA. So they've really done their homework on the research and on, you know, how to uh, develop it. And it seems like they're all really passionate about what they're doing. And it's cool to see that because we're all passionate as first responders about what we do. Mm-hmm. And these people are also passionate about what they're doing for us. So, Yeah. And when you think about this challenge of indoor localization from an incident commander or someone on the outside wanting to know what someone on the inside is doing, in your words, why, why is that a big deal? And why is that important to know? So with Columbus Fire Department, we um, we run a system called Calm in the Chaos, and we actually have the last three fires I've been on, I've been our alpha role, which is kind of like operations role in a lot of other realms. But So I've been in that incident command role. I've also been, the, you know, working supervisor and been the worker. So I know kind of all three roles, and I can tell you I've never been as wore out as I am after I'm done being in the alpha role, like incident command, because I don't know... I can't see what's going on or where those guys are, where they're at on the inside. So something like this where I can just kind of verify, like, okay, they're, you know, where their location is or I, it's just that little bit of peace of mind knowing that they're there. 
Hmm. And so, you know, and then also from the other side of it, I've been in several flashovers, things like that, where I wish, like, hey, I wish somebody knew where I was at so they could come get us if something bad happens here, you know. So I think from both sides of it, I've seen both sides of it, and it's super cool. And, you know, to look back, like, for me in the 70s and 80s, what those guys, I'm wearing the tech that they would have been testing out here, and now somebody's going to be wearing the tech that I'm testing out here. That's kind of cool, tradition in the fire service kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, hoping to see constant improvement to help make it so first responders are as well equipped to defeat the fire or ultimately uh, do what they need to do to get, say, life and property. Yeah, this is all about, you know, we go home. That's, that's, yeah, every, that's, all that's that what we want to do is go home. And these people are really passionate about helping us achieve that goal. Yeah. So from a firefighter perspective, I mean, we're talking about indoor localization, which is a, a huge issue and challenge that we're hoping to solve. What are some things you would say to some of the entrepreneurs or other technologists about what they should consider and keep in mind when they're developing technology for firefighters? And that could be super broad category of all types of tech from drones or new ladders to PPE to indoor localization. You know, what would you, what are some thoughts you would share there? Mm, The biggest thing, we're creatures of habit. All of us are like, we have a routine, we come in, we do our thing and we break stuff. I mean, we're, you know, we, we, there's always the joke, you give us an anvil and put us in a room with nothing, we can break it. <laughs> so it has to be bomb-proof for us because we literally, we just trained in West Virginia last week and we sheared a motor off the back of the boat. And we had 170 years of experience in the instructors. Not a one of them had ever seen that done before. We somehow figured out to, how yeah. to do that. So if you make things bomb-proof and, and I don't, I mean, we're going to break it anyway, yeah. no matter how good they engineer it, but we're going to break it but just try to think of how to make it bomb proof i mean you know stuff that we have to put on right before runs we're going to forget so if it's got to be integrated into the gear somehow i know a lot of new things coming out with thermal cameras in the scba things like that as long as it's integrated into the gear it's not something additional we have to put on later we'll forget that yeah as soon as the bell goes off we all want to go see the red stuff i mean that's just what it is mm-hmm. So I like that creatures of habit to then also just kind of not having something be super obtrusive and hard. But what other sort of aspects of fire service culture would you say that like keep in mind in regards to there's a lot of, again, entrepreneurs and companies that are trying to do the best they can to support firefighters. Um, You know, being a firefighter yourself, you know, maybe with some of the lived experiences or frustrations that you have or that you've experienced that you would maybe want others to know. I mean, the, the fire service that I started out in was fire and EMS, and we've gone to this technical rescue stuff. So advancing technical rescue, maybe even some similar stuff to what we're using here with tracking in like the swift water, things like that. That's an area like technical rescue is going to be the fire service going forward because we do a good job of education. We have you know good code enforcement, things like that. So fires are becoming less and less. So getting into the technical rescue side of it, some of the same similar tech that we're seeing here would be fantastic on confined space, things like that. And I mean, they're, they're really getting good at making stuff small. Mm-hmm. That's what's cool. Yeah. You know, they're getting so good. I remember whenever, you know, we had a bag phone in the car and now people carry a flip phone that's, you know, size of their palm. And that also helps us something that's not cumbersome, you know, big burden. Just a little bit about the tech we're trying out today. You know, one of the helmets, is really top heavy and we're, we're already crawling and doing things and, and i noticed it weighed me down you know that's just not going to be advantageous to us mm-hmm. so 
Yeah, I mean, these are all little things that you got to keep in mind if you're trying to develop tech. You, I've heard some people say, oh, you just, just add this one more thing, whether it's a piece of hardware or whether it's another app or widget. But our brains are only so big and you can only focus on so much and you're already carrying how much weight, you know? So these are. Yeah, I mean, and so I ride a rescue squad every day. So we're search and rescue or all the technical discipline, stuff like that. And uh, I'll be honest with you, you know, we've got a lot of technology. I still like a. I still like a figure eight for rappelling, and I still like, you know, taking a set of irons. I mean, as technology changes, there's, there's some things. This is great. I think there's a lot of unneeded technology out there, too, just to make, just to advance. And SCBA's got heavier with batteries and things like that. I'm still an old school guy that mm-hmm. likes everything mechanical. And maybe that's being a squad guy. I like mechanics. But I think keeping things simple, that's the other thing, is we get so... Bluetooth in our SCBAs works about 10% of the time. And I'm trying, communication's always the number one downfall to our business. So the Bluetooth constantly going in and out and stuff, you know, just, and I'm sure that'll get refined as yeah. we go. Well, to what you were saying earlier with the technology for technology's sake, you know, sometimes I like the phrase of just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yeah, that's good. And like, I sometimes like, I like, you know, an analog watch or, you know, just like basic. Uh, sometimes you know the best tech in my opinion is, is the one that works and it's it's good to you don't need to always have like the fanciest widget or a gadget sure um, nothing and, nothing will replace good technique and taking care of your body so that you're fit to do the job nothing will ever replace that no but you know that's just that's an old school mentality i guess i think it's just a, a timeless mentality yeah, that's a good way to put it yeah and so right now it's uh, we're the first day of the testing we're we're standing outside a, um, a prison. That, it's actually an old mental institution. An old, old Miscavatech. Yes. But then this area was part of the institute, and this was a, the prison? It or? first was a mental institution turned into a prison, and now it's... Government training facility. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this place is really remarkable. And, I mean, you, you drive around, and every corner there's something new. But here it's it looks like two prison buildings, and we're surrounded by a bunch of fences and barbed wire. And then to our right, we see a couple tents of all the, the IU and NIST and partner staff working on the challenge. And we're just in the thick of it right now. This, in particular, is pretty challenging. Yeah, uh, what, what's happening? Like, you, you so, did it. What, what was the challenge? So we go in... I mean, it's a lot of hurry up and wait, which is classic first responder military, you know, yeah. all that. But go in, do some crawling. We're actually going a thousand meters underground in this tunnel. Mm-hmm. And then we have to drag a dummy out. One of us is actually dragging another one of us out. So there's a lot of a lot of firefighter movements. I do appreciate that. They've taken that into account. Like, we don't just walk around, you know. Yeah, we're, you're doing stuff. We're doing stuff. You're so. crawling, you're on your knees, you're picking stuff Absolutely. up. Absolutely, Yeah. And what, what was the first challenge that the competition part that they were doing earlier? So we did a, um, we, we went, we crawled, we went up and down stairs. We were in a three, four story burn tower, crawling, going up and down stairs, located a victim, Stokes basket, packaged the victim up. As we were taking him out, we ended up leaving him upstairs. He perished, was part of the scenario. Mm-hmm. And then we uh, did some ladder bales. So 
testing every. When you say ladder bills, and I'm, I just saw that's when you're jumping out, not jumping, but you're going out the window on correct. the ladder. Yeah. Yeah, I actually hadn't seen that in person before. It yeah. Got me by surprise a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I remember, uh, going back to rookie school, the first time I did it, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. You know? I, well, for, how would you explain a ladder bill in, your, in layman's terms to the audience? <sighs> There's a word for it. It's an O, uh, four-letter word yeah. scenario where everything's going bad. We've got a ladder to a window, and you have to bail out the window. And so it's literally run, jump, hook your arm around one of the runs. You're going out head first, and then you're flipping your body down. I mean, it literally is like last case, flash over in the fire, whatever's happened, you got to get out. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I it kind of got the, the hair on my arm going up a little bit. At least it's thinking about the, the selflessness of first responders. And I was saying this uh, to a friend when I was on the call here on what I was doing in this guy attack, but just like it came back to first responders in general about how it's first responders are one of the most selfless humans that they, you go into fires potentially risking your life to save strangers. Yeah. I mean, they pay me for it. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not, a job, but it's, you know, it's, I don't want you to just put a halo around me just yeah, yet, but you know, I mean, it, and I, I truly do believe that it's not something that, uh, I mean, you're called to do it. You either have it or you don't. You know, we all know the guys that don't have it that still get it. But people that are passionate about it, it's not about the money. No. You know, I couldn't tell you what day of the week I get paid, you know, but doing it, just making the rescues, putting the fires out, the code saves, the different things. I mean, you're called to do it. And once you catch that bug, you actually – like a drug addict, man. You spend the rest of your life trying to chase <laughs> you're stuck it. for life, man. Yeah. 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 Well, man, I really appreciate everything you're doing, just your insights. And I always kind of like to end it with, uh, with the final mic drop. You know, if you, uh, and you can drop it. We're on grass right now. So if you want to drop the mic, do it. But if you had a quote, a comment, a, a challenge, a question, or anything that you could leave us here with today, what would that be? Man, that's a good one. I'll just, the only thing I can think of right now is. It's dumb, but it's something I tell every one of our new guys, and that's stay busy with learning, training, and cleaning, and it's in that order. You know, I want the I want them to stay busy learning new things, training on those things. We get so caught up in cleaning and that you know the little trivial things that we forget. We're here to like save lives and protect property, so stay busy with learning, training, and cleaning in that order. Well said, Brian. That's Mike Drubber. You, you just drop it. That's right. You heard it. We're not editing that out. Thanks, Brian. Thanks for listening to today's episode. What did you think? What did you learn? Hopefully something, right? Please reach out on social media with your thoughts on this episode and any other suggestions for future content. We look forward to capturing more important stories across public safety and are here at your service. <laughs>